When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast featuring Cold Eastwood, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the XNC Podcast live. Hey, how's it going? This is Colt Eastwood. You're here live on the Ecstasy Podcast. I'm here with a longtime friend and someone whose channel I admired, who's uh, done some pretty cool stuff for a long time. Everybody say hi to Solid Rev. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Colt? You good? <laughs> well, I didn't know if you wanted me to talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I should say. <laughs> Hi, Solid Rev. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for showing up. Uh, I've known about your channel for a while since I got into this community. I put your link. Let me. I wonder if it updated. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. All right, awesome. So, yeah, I put his link to his channel. Solid Rev's at uh, 92,000 subscribers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, he's cruising right along. And uh, he does all kinds of stuff. I tell the people, like, what's your big claim to fame on YouTube? You got a couple of those videos that are pretty hot. Uh, I wouldn't say there's a single claim to fame. You got to remember, Cole, I've been doing this over 10 years. So if anything, it's been a very, very slow burn. I'm not consistent with my channel. I don't work on thumbnails. I don't do the editing like you do. You know what I mean? I've seen some of your your like pictures on Twitter of your edited videos. Colt, I, I couldn't even begin to have the patience to do anything like that. I just sit on my chair and run my mouth. That's all I do. How people have how so many people have subbed, I have no idea. But you know, 
Do people love that stuff? You know, I, I have the timeline in Premiere where I edit where there's like a million chops. Like the review I did had a, like probably 200 cuts. That stuff sucks, Rev. Don't do it. It sucks. Yeah, It'll kill your soul. But That's tough work, man. <laughs> I that's remember one I, video, you used a whiteboard. <laughs> that's my editing. That's how I edit with the whiteboard. Yeah. Yeah. Just like classic like 1990s math teacher. Solid yeah. on YouTube. Those are my special life. effects. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So, so you have a couple like really big videos that people wish they had, like the virals. Like, uh, I mean, one where you were really giving your wife a hard time, and uh, you <laughs> you just got to go check it out. Um, that one is like a classic. And one of the one, first time I heard about you was when you sat down with your son, who was probably eight years old back in the day, about how he didn't want a PlayStation. What was the story right. behind that? Um, yeah, that's my biggest video. And what's funny is that video got a lot of hate because I actually used a thumbnail. And I think that's one of the reasons it blew up. It was child chooses 360 over Xbox one, I believe. Is that what, oh, it, was that's what it was? Yeah. He wanted to get yeah. 360. Right. Yeah. And because of the thumbnail, the way I did the thumbnail, everybody clicked it and it was just gameplay and me commentating over it. So everybody's mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is clickbait. Uh, we don't see the video happening the way it's looking in the thumbnail. So I got a lot of hate for that video. But the basically what it was, was when the Xbox One came out, my son didn't want it. He wanted to keep his 360. And I just found that fascinating. So I told the story in commentary fashion and decided to use a thumbnail, which I hardly ever do. But I, I really think that's one of the reasons it blew up. And because of the title, of course. And how, how many views did that thing get? I could check here. Yeah, I think it's it's almost at four million. That's my most viewed video. Four million. Wow. Yeah. 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 I can't I can't find it while I'm doing the show. But yeah, I remember I was talking to my friends on Xbox about I was just my channel's just starting to get going. They're like, Have you heard of this solid rev? Because it's funny because I have a son who is about that age back then. And I'm like, hey, let's. I took my Series S out of here, and I said, why don't you start using that? And he's like, no. He's kind of like at that age, kids don't want to mess with their setup. They don't want to change anything. And it's so funny how we get to the whole argument about, you know, kids aren't going to understand what you know what the difference between this, or they say that little kids want the Xbox Series X. They won't settle for the Series S. Uh, I don't know. If you have little kids, you know differently, I suppose. But he's well, grown up now. With Xbox, though, everything carries over. That's the thing. That's the beauty of it. You know, with like the Xbox Series S, he doesn't. He didn't hesitate. I got my daughter the Xbox Series S. She didn't want it. She has the Xbox One X. And she, right, I, I don't same. want it. It's like it, I'm trying to tell her this doesn't make sense. Everything's carrying over. All your game saves, all your games, everything. They're just going to play better because she plays on a 1080p TV. And that's not because I'm cheap. I've tried to get her a new TV birthdays, Chris. She never <laughs> wants a new TV. She always wants different stuff. So I'm like, you're on a 1080p, the Xbox One X. You're not getting the full benefit anyways. Now, with the Series S, games are going to play at higher frame rates. You'll get that benefit. She yeah. didn't want it. So my son's like, uh, I'll take it. So I just gave it to him, and we got rid of his Xbox One X. We didn't get rid of it. I still have it. I just threw it up in the closet. I feel like we're having like the same at-home, like, child technology problems because i'm going through the same thing i was like because my my other kid is playing on a 1x on a 1080p tv one that i used to have like five years ago 
And I'm like, let's put the Series S in there. It's like, no, no, everything I have works great. It's like, it's going to be it, it, trying to talk to you. It's so funny because we spend so much time talking to people on social media that understand the ins and outs of tech and trying to talk to your kid about, well, everything's going to be at 60 frames per second with HDR. It's like, it's like right over a kid's head. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But the, my son, he's definitely, he's a little more, he's a little more knowledgeable of it all now. So he's, yeah. he's good with it. And what's funny, what's ironic is my daughter, I told her, I said, look, Christmas is coming up. What do you want? She told me mm-hmm. I want an Xbox series X. I said, listen, we should probably upgrade your TV. And she said, I just want the 1X. Because when I go to work, I work nights. I leave at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, Uh in the evening time. She jumps on my setup. So she uses my setup every night anyways. You've got the nice nice TV and the Series X? Yeah, I got the Series X. I got the PS5, which she doesn't touch. She can't stand the controller. But uh, I got the Sony Bravia 65-inch 4K TV. She will not upgrade her television. So I said, okay, listen, I might not be able to get you a Series X. I don't mind spending the money, but I can't find them anywhere. If the yeah. situation arises, I can only get you a Series S. Are you going to want that this time? Now she wants it. Because oh, okay. she'd been seeing she'd been seeing Little Man play on it, sees his games run smoother. So now she wants it. She regrets not taking it the first time. I feel like a uh, a crazy salesperson at Best Buy trying to sell, like my kids aren't having it. But <laughs> right, yeah, trust yeah. me, I I understand. Yeah, I I I've got this old RCA TV that I used to game on, and um, I want to get rid of it. I'm like, just let me buy it, even a TCL. And we got we have too many TVs in the house, but um, ah, that's, what are you going to do about it? But, you know, welcome over 300 people here on the XC podcast. Saul Rev and I are just kind of warming up, talking about uh, gaming setup with our family, but also about his YouTube channel, which, I mean, nobody does it like, nobody does this like Solid Rev, where he sits down in the chair, sets the camera up, his phone across, it's your phone, I, I assume, and you just talk. And uh, I've, t- I've DM'd you behind the scenes, like you did, you did this really great Death Stranding, Death Stranding review. And you convinced me that I need to play the game. And I said, I DM'd you and I said, Rev, you got to, I know, like, because you said you don't have much time. You cranked out this video in between the weekend, between work. And I said, if you grab some of your captures and just redo that, just put a couple of cuts over the top of you, just cut it in and out. And you're like, Colt, that's a lot of work. I'm busy. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm under this. Because it's so good. So good. So, I mean, you've got Too too much work. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, and you've got the uh, you've got the personality. Like people, it's really rare that people just tune in just to hear you give your just off the cuff uh, opinion on games. Shout out to Hargit Chani says Rev. I traded in several of my Xbox One Xs for three hundred twenty five dollars uh, each at GameStop. Better than keeping them in the closet, and that's the situation I have. I have uh, 12 Xboxes in my house. And not because I'm a massive Xbox fanboy, but I just never got rid of them. I have the OG Xbox upstairs. I've got, uh, well, I have one in here. Yeah, I've just got them everywhere. And I just can't get rid of them. One of, one of them I'm going to give to a family member, but you just kind of collect them, I guess. But we're let me give you guys a, a quick idea of what we're going to talk about today. I've got the topics in front of me. Um, if you're enjoying the show or you think you might enjoy it, you can show your support by liking, you know, move the chat out of the way and hit like. If you want to hit dislike, guess what? 
YouTube says no one will know, but we hope to have a good time today. We're going to talk about the hardware sales, which kind of surpassed beyond Black Friday. And we're going to talk about Moon Studios. The team behind Ori had a crazy take. I'm going to read this in full so Solid Rev and I can talk about it. And we're also going to talk about Halo Infinite multiplayer, and then we're going to get into the campaign. No spoiler discussion. I'm going to let uh, Solid Rev talk a lot about what he thinks is going to happen and a little bit about what Starfield's doing and uh, some big changes come to Xbox. So that will be the show that we'll be talking about. Welcome over 400 people. And uh, are you ready, Solid? Should we get into it? Let's go. Let's just crack the knuckles. So uh, first off, you know, uh, we usually do uh, a whole bunch of you know, intros about some of your gaming stuff, but I mean, you've been around, you're an OG uh, as the chat says, I think Gaz said that you're an OG Gaz from game on daily is awesome. So um, we have got uh, the hardware sales and I, and I pulled these up. Uh, I'm not one of those guys rev that talks about hardware sales and, and gets all excited and shakes the palm palms because I know full well that Microsoft doesn't need to sell consoles, but they do as an option. So I'm going to give you the numbers and then uh, you can kind of explain it from there. But in North America, the Xbox series S and X sold nearly 600,000 units in November and PlayStation five sold 430,000. And then across the world, uh, the numbers, uh, I don't even know what this flag is. Oh man, help me out. Uh, (laughs) We get a lot of people on the show that are uh, from all different types of the world. But you got the blue flag with yellow stars in a circle. And then in Japan, uh, nothing really sold. So, yeah, it's just, if you look at it overall, the Xbox has outsold the PS5. And I want you to explain why, Rev. How did this happen? So that's just for the month of November. Yeah, yeah, the the holiday season month, yeah. Well, that's, that's clearly... Friday. That's clearly because there's nothing to play on PlayStation for the next how many months? I think Horizon Forbidden West comes out what in February. That's when the next game. So for you got you got two huge games on Xbox: Forza Horizon Five and Halo Infinite. Yeah, say yeah. what you will about these games. Say they're recycled. It's the same titles they've been they've been milking for the past however many years. They're huge games, and the quality's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to play on PlayStation right now? Like, I have a PlayStation 5. Despite Same. my schedule, despite everything that's going on, like, I've been, I've, I've been dabbling with back-and-pack games. I've been playing Manhunt. I've been playing Max Payne 3, uh, the original Max Payne with the resolution boost. You know what I mean? PS5 doesn't even get turned on. My Series X, whenever I'm off, the Series X comes on, PlayStation 5 doesn't get used. So okay, okay. There's literally nothing to do on PlayStation right now. That's probably why. Is that why? Um, how do I say? It seems like the PlayStation fans on social media get a little more talkative when they don't have anything to play. It's just kind of there's been some strange knee jerk reactions online uh, about this sales figure. The first thing that people said was, "Well, of course the Xbox Series S outsold because there's no PS fives." So. What do you think that the manufacturing situation is like? Is is Xbox just making way more consoles, or nobody wanted them until they had to settle? I don't. It, it was it was just as hard for me to get a Series X as it was a PlayStation Five. They're always mm-hmm. sold out, both of them. So I, right. I can't 
I can't say for that. I hear the PlayStation 5 is harder to find, but the Series X is hard to find. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. So one thing we did hear, and I don't know if it's official, but there is information out there that the Series S, the smaller white console, they can make about two consoles for every X because of the silicon and everything in there. That they're, If you're looking at the manufacturing line, for every X, they can get two S's out. And I've also heard that, there's, there's no confirming this, but I've also heard that Microsoft is pushing out more S's off the line anyway. They want more Series S's out and available for retail. So it looks like, like you said, the PS5s and the Series X consoles, as soon as they hit the digital market, they get uh, scalped up, I guess. They're, yeah, they're gone. They're gone. So how did you get your PS5? Did you have to wait a little bit? Uh, you know, I had a subscriber get me one. Yeah, a guy, he hit me up on Twitter. Uh, it took a while to win my trust over this. This offer was up for, for a couple months before I finally took him up on it. And uh, he sent it to me. He didn't charge me no extra. I paid him for it. You know, I paid for the shipping. But uh, he he didn't want no extra money. He he didn't you know try to nickel and dime wow. me or nothing like that. Yeah, so got it worked worked perfectly. I put in the extended storage, you know the NVMe slot. I put that yeah, in. Yeah. But uh, it's something I definitely could have waited for. Yeah, I I was able to pick mine up the night that they dropped. You know because they were supposed to be up. Pre-order was supposed to be up in the morning, and then a bunch of retailers put them out that evening, and I got mine like one in the morning. Um, yeah, but you just can't, you still can't find a series X or PS five RDX son of fat. Thanks for the uh, Canadian six ninety nine. He says, YouTubers in our community need to call out. Oh yes. Yes. I've seen this. I've seen this before. Um, he is going to, uh, he's going to reference what's going on with PlayStation, their legal stuff. We can't touch that stuff on the show. In fact, the, the, uh, media has already started to finally been able to talk about it, but, um, on this show, we just don't, it's, it's just stuff we don't talk about, but things will be fixed. Uh, and the whole thing in the industry, Rev, like with Activision and Jeff Keeley's, like kind of not letting them have their spotlight. Um, and it's not just the games industry, corporations, bit, small businesses everywhere. People, please be good to each other, please. That's all I'll say about that. But thank you so much, RDX and Fed. We've, we've got so much gaming stuff to talk about, but. The hardware sales are, uh, yeah, yeah, they're hot, and I don't know. It is like I could say, you know, Xbox could have great sales, so to rev like, but they don't need to sell Xboxes. They're not really about that. They're not making any money on those, right? Um, I don't. You'd know better, better than I would when it comes to that. But you know, going back, you know, I've had two PlayStation Fives. This is my second PlayStation. Oh, that's 5. Right. I forgot about that. I had a first. I, my first PlayStation Five was on launch, and it broke. That's right. I took okay, it, I, I forgot took about back. that. Yeah, yeah. And when you said stuff on Twitter, people got a little bit crazy. Uh, oh, keep in mind. Yeah. When, it, it, I, <laughs> I just, I just say for the audience, I say Twitter a lot. I, I don't hang out on Reddit. I don't hang out on Reset Era. Or I, never, I'm not on those. My only interaction really is on Twitter, and that's where I speak to most people. So you hear me reference that a lot. But you Same. you announced on your on your social media that you're having problems with it, like the hard yeah. not the hard drive the 
the SSD went out on or something? The main no, one? The, it, it wouldn't update. It wouldn't update. And then they all were telling me on t- it, it was human error. I did something wrong. I did this. I did that. It's like, dude, you know, it's like I built my own PC from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You're telling me. You're telling me I screwed up the PlayStation. And if you look I mean, at any of my um, <laughs> you look at any of my unboxings, I baby my electronics. It would not update. I tried everything you can try. I looked at tutorial videos and every anything you can do. I reset the whole system. It was busted. It wouldn't update games. Nothing. The Wi-Fi was messed up. I wow. hardwired it. Nothing would work. So and I, uh, I sent it back. What did you end up doing? Did you send it in? I sent it back. I took it back to Best Buy, and I'm, I'm I get real angry when I have hardware issues. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he's I've like, been, "I've been a PC gamer. I know about it. We we can exchange this." He says, "We don't have any in stock, but I can get one from another store in a couple of days." I said, "Oh, wrong answer. I don't want to get this shit out of here." You know what I mean? Really? So, yeah. So I just told him, "Just take it. Give me my money back." And then I couldn't find a PlayStation 5 for nothing. And that's oh, when the guy... Man, that was the wrong move then. Yeah. Oh, well, man. it was, but it wasn't. Because like I said, I got the PlayStation 5. I don't use it. Like, like what, what? what is there to play on PlayStation? I look at mine over here. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I tried the Keenan Bridge of Spirits and didn't love it and just kind of set it aside and... I've been busy with Xbox games. And you've been playing the back and pat stuff. And I, I remember I DM'd you. I'd heard that Max Payne 3 was coming back. I also heard that it was FPS boost, and it wasn't. What the it's crap? Not, it's not. It, dude, it kills me. It's, it needs 60 FPS so bad. I hope, I hope they, they bring the FPS boost. Guys, Max Payne 3 is a work of art, but at 30 FPS, it, it's a struggle, man. It really is. I've been playing it. And I, I get frustrated and I drop it because Colt, I can't aim and I can't do auto aim. I need free aim. And at 30 FPS. Oh, Rev, I get tough. so mad at people when they it's choose tough. quality mode. I'm like, I want to strangle them. No, it just, uh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. And that favela <laughs> in Brazil is like, I've never, you don't see levels that look that amazing. And that you game don't. came out in 2010, 2011. Yeah, 2011, 2000, I think, or was it 2012? It, I think it was 2012. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's for, and it's there's amazing. details in I, I bought game. it on PC for nine bucks. That game's dirt cheap. Uh, when You'll see it on sale a hundred times, but... Yeah, and PC, <laughs> you can max it out and, and see it in all its visual fidelity and just the physics and everything. It, it's just a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's There's definitely plenty to play on the consoles, especially right now. But I, I've got a white screen in front of me, so I'll just be blasted out here a little bit. But I got to re- uh, blast it out lightwise. But the Moon Studios, uh, the head of Moon Studios that made Ori 1 and Ori 2, had this like rant on Reset Era. Now, I felt so dirty going to Reset Era to copy and paste this, but because uh, I really have almost zero experience on this this site and uh i shouldn't go there because i know there's people talking about people like me so i don't go there but i'm gonna read this in full because it needs to be read in full but this was regarding um bethesda games going only to xbox and here's what he said he said i don't agree with phil on this one because there is only secondarily about money so i'm not sure why he understands what bungie really wanted i'm sorry it was about bungie uh deciding to go multi-plat with a big game like destiny 
So he says, as a developer working for a platform owner, you're obviously going to limit what benefits the platform owner the most. I think Bungie was interested in creating their own platform, a game that you can play anywhere on every system. That'd never be possible in Microsoft, even today's Microsoft. Would Microsoft be okay spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a game that the developer also wants to port to PS5 so that everybody can play together? I have my doubts. So think about this, Rev, about how he's talking about uh, Microsoft building a big exclusive. Like even if it was Halo Infinite and build it to be on PS5, like he thinks this is what they should do. He says, I think Microsoft is in a weird between a rock and a hard place position where they're saying that this is the vision they want to see happening in the future. No artificial walls, no boundaries, but they're not necessarily acting accordingly. I think most people, because of other parties aren't playing along, Microsoft would probably keep going into this direction if other parties would participate in it. Nintendo and Sony would allow some of their games to be a playable on Xbox, but that's just not where their industry is at this point. These corporations still very much believe in walled gardens and are scared of change. So be it. Uh, I'm going to take a break from reading that for a minute. Uh, are you kind of catching his tone in this when you hear that? Yeah, he's saying he wants his game to be on every system, not just so on like, Xbox. So, like, he made Ori, and Ori was on Xboxes and PC, and then Nintendo right. Switch, but it didn't go to PlayStation. So, right. is he lamenting the idea that his game never went to PlayStation and got an, an additional 2 million sales? Uh, absolutely, that's what it is. Yeah, They want to maximize their profits, so they want their games to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's it's clear as day that's what he's doing. So the I guess the problem stems from these developers that strike deals with PlayStation or they strike a deal with Xbox to make a timed or a full platform exclusive like, are they worried about, um, like, isn't isn't Xbox offering them a certain amount of money up front, knowing that they're only going to be in one place? Yeah, they know that going in. But I, I feel like like if their game, maybe their game doesn't get as many sales as they thought it should should get. Like, Ori reviewed very well, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't, isn't that a well-reviewed 90s. game? Yeah, so they're probably thinking on PlayStation. You know, that's a whole lot more sales that they could have had. And it's like now they're kind of regretting their decision to do that. When in in the beginning, they just saw those dollar signs of it being exclusive. But now that they got the recognition that they feel that they deserve, now it's like, man, that's a whole bunch of sales we could have gotten off PlayStation. I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. And, um, and knowing in business, like it doesn't really work that way. You can't go back and say, hey, you know that contract we signed? Uh I think I could make a lot more money if we could just break contract. But right. um, I don't know. I, when you think about the first Ori, um, you know, they're trying to build this game and they're hoping it takes off and gets popular. And so Xbox and Microsoft say, hey, we'll offer you this much to be exclusive. We'll help fund. We'll do the publishing. And then the game gets big and they're like, oh, man, we could have been everywhere. Exactly. Uh, That's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah, but they saw they saw that first contract and were like, screw it, we're happy with this, let's just get it on this platform. Then it blows up, and it's like, crap, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, but that's the risk you take. That is the risk you take. I mean, uh, think about people who are writing a book and trying to get it published or going to do a TV show right now. Everything is about exclusives in a time when it seems like video games are kind of trying to relax and 
stretch out what exclusives mean. And then you go on Netflix and you'll only see this here and an exclusive to HBO Max. And it's become part of the business. And he goes on to say, uh, I believe gamers don't necessarily care about the business part behind it all, except for all of us on social media. And he says, they just want to play games and they want to be happy. And by creating a wall garden, you're directly or indirectly just fuming the flames of the platform war hooligans who just want to see someone win and someone else fail. He says, I personally wish Microsoft would have the guts to just go through with their vision, make their games and port them to all platforms, not leave anyone behind. And he says, the 13-year-old kid whose parents were only able to afford one console for their child now won't grow up playing Halo because Microsoft believes. He's talking about the parents who buy their kids a PlayStation. They'll, they won't grow up... Uh, they now those ch- the child won't grow up playing Halo because Microsoft believes that it makes most financial sense to leave PlayStation players out. How does that benefit anyone but Microsoft? He says, "Yeah, you'll probably sell a bunch more Xboxes, but you lose out on a million of potentially dedicated fans." Oh my gosh, uh, that's you know, I silly really like- because they they have the Xbox One S, which is the cheapest console by two hundred dollars. You know, yeah, worst case right. scenario, they have to wait a year to like the next birthday or the next Christmas, and then they get an Xbox Series S. It's like that's a very affordable option. Will you be able to play the full 4K like the Series X? No, but if you really want to play the game, the Series S should be just fine for you. Uh, have you played some of these big games on the Series S just to see how they do on a decent TV? No, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I got my Series X. I got no desire to play on the uh, on the S. That's that's my son's console. He loves okay. it. Me personally, yeah, I, mean, I need the X. Did you get Did you get him a pretty cool TV, like decent size? You know, got the got he has a uh, <laughs> TCL. <laughs> okay, I got him a TCL, but it's it's. Good I'm a fan quality. of the TCL. I, I had the TCL before the LG OLED. Uh, now the TCL is over there in the family room. That TV looks great. And it was only 550 right. bucks. Right. Yeah. It's an affordable option. Yeah. And it's got great color and some of those things mm-hmm. really matter, but uh, yeah, you need to, you need to load up one of the big games on the series S and see if after a minute, you don't really notice the difference. It's actually, it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> TCL is amazing. Uh, let's see there. Just a little bit here. He says, um, uh, didn't Minecraft show the way forward? And then he brings up the Minecraft thing, how that was everywhere, and it was one of the biggest games. But Minecraft, I think Minecraft is huge just because it's Minecraft. Like, it's a world-changing game that I've never really played. Uh, do you yeah. play Minecraft? No. Yeah, no, I figured I not. Yeah, you and I no. are kind of like... Uh, I mean, I'm not like a super manly guy <laughs> like you are, but I kind of have this manly persona about games. There's certain games I won't... They mess around with too much. <laughs> um, but I was watching my son play Fortnite and he has the uh, Mandalorian outfit and they're doing some cool stuff. And I'm like, this is Fortnite. Holy crap. That's kind of cool. But you know, I won't play it because I'm too manly for Fortnite. No, I, no, it's, it's not that I don't play Fortnite because of the, the building. The building is what takes me out of Fortnite. I'll play Fortnite, yeah, especially with my daughter. I can't. I just can't build. I just can't get it down, and I don't. Have I can't put my gun so down and start pulling out, you know, blueprints. Yeah, I, no. it takes a special skill. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Yeah, he just kind of goes off to say, uh, goes on to say that these, that you know, Microsoft should 
bring their games to everyone. But he does mention that PlayStation and Nintendo won't do it. But then I see a lot of fans say, well, Xbox is the only one saying when everybody plays, we all win. But they don't put their games on PlayStation. So why? Like, why is that a problem, Rev? Because they've... Uh, you know how I am. I, I, I've always, I've always thought that exclusives have their place. For me, exclusivity always drove consoles. For me, yeah. you remember when when Xbox put their exclusives on PC, and I have a, an exceptional PC. I don't have a slouch PC. I got three SSDs. I got a twenty eighty super. I got a decent processor. You know, I got a good PC. So. That should have been good news for me, but I was upset, not because I care that they're going to PlayStation, because I own every system. So that does, it's like, I feel like my console lost a little bit of, of worth. I feel like it's like, why did I invest in this if I can just play it on my PC? But as time went on, and like just recently, I made a post on Twitter. I was on Forza Horizon 5 on the Series X, and then I fired mm-hmm. Forza Horizon 5 up on my PC the save carried over. I was able to adjust my yeah. FOV on the PC version and it kept my save progress. I said, you know what, man, this ain't a bad thing. This is a good thing right here Oh, yeah. because it's, it's all, it works seamlessly together. Now, whereas PlayStation, PlayStation won't do that. Your save ain't going to carry over to the PC version. You're going to start all over. I so mean, even it was, it was a good thing. Even, your save won't even move up to your PS4 or your PS5 without paying for With PS Plus, which gives you cloud saves. Cloud right. saves have to be enabled. They don't. They're not retroactive. Uh, I got. I renewed PlayStation Plus. Right. I think I renewed it when I got the PS Five because I hadn't had it for a little bit. I had to take the PS Four in the other room and I had to sit there and manually go through every save in every game that I wanted to push forward and push them to the cloud that I now had access to with PS Plus. Uh, we're going to get into that actually toward a little bit later on the show, because that kind of ties into PlayStation trying to compete with Xbox with the online stuff. It's just not, and I'm not having it, but let's talk about Halo infinite uh, and the, the XP problem, the progression problem. You play a lot of multiplayer games. I want to hear your take on where you think three, four, three and Halo infinite multiplayer is sitting right now and where it's going in the near future or this year, even. Um, okay. I used to play a lot of multiplayer. I didn't buy Vanguard. I have about an hour in battlefield 2042. Now out of all three betas, Halo, call of duty battlefield. I have without a doubt the most time in Halo. I thought it played good. Now don't get me wrong. I had moments where I wanted to smash my computer screen, but that's multiplayer. (laughs) You play multiplayer, you're going to get pissed, especially me. Uh, I have a Marilyn Monroe picture sitting by my front door that's hanging up simply because there's a hole behind it because my childish. (laughs) I I get a little upset. Is this like, did you, did you throw something at the wall or are you using the, the, the poster (sighs) to cover up how you're tunneling your way out to eventually escape? From the from where you live, like Andrew Crane, I got so pissed off. I leaped out of my chair and I started running through the house looking for something to smash. I couldn't find anything, so I just put a hole in the wall over a video game. See, you talk manly. You said I'm not a manly guy like you. That's not manly, Colt. That's that's a giant 
baby is what that that's is. a giant baby with chest yeah, with a healthy that's, that's a giant that's childish behavior at its finest and i'm very ashamed of it but so what game I, were you playing I, when you broke the sheetrock i got call of duty call of duty yeah Oh, Call of Duty does something unholy to me. So how about the frustration of, you know, a lot of people are, uh, I have some terrible deaths in Halo Infinite multiplayer. I feel like me too. people are unbelievably talented uh, online. Just as soon as 343 gave them the reins to play multiplayer, these people are like, I've been training my whole life for this. Cold Eastwood's going down and all his friends too. So, um, so you put some time into this, this beta here. I did lots of time, lots of time. Yeah. Uh, I want to say 20, 20 plus hours in okay. the beta. Yeah, but as far as the progression, I I see on Twitter a lot of people are complaining about the progression system. I I Cole, I'm ignorant on that. I don't know. I didn't look at the progression system since it's come out on retail. I have not put that much time into it. I've played maybe ten games. Uh, it, I had fun. I dominated in the games I played. But I know it's just a matter of time before you get put in that lobby of those dudes running in a flying V. I don't know if you've seen yes. the Mighty Ducks. They're just coming at you four deep. I'm by myself, and they just steamroll you. And I go like three and in 15, and it's like I don't even want to play the game anymore. But I hear the yeah. progression's broken. I don't know. I, I yeah. didn't even pay attention. Well, I'm unfortunately, I'm kind of like you. I haven't really dug into the, the uh, progression. I do know that when you finish a match, you know, you'd get maybe 200 XP and then another 50, but sometimes just 50 XP. And I don't really know what that means in the grand scheme and scale of it, but I do know that that bar that you're used to seeing move in like a Call of Duty game doesn't move very far when you finish the match. At least you've seen that, right? Um, I mean, like I guess you finish the match. There's like an XP bar, and instead of you know on Call of Duty, you get a lot of kills, and it just kind of racks up. But they just give you a reward for thank you for playing a match, and so that really upset people. But what do you get? What what's okay? So let's say let's say the progression system goes up. What what do you get? What's well, the rewards? Everybody's using the same guns. Yes. Okay. Let yeah. Let's dive into this because I'm going to start off by saying something really spicy that people won't like because people are more dedicated in the multiplayer than i am i've been busy playing the single players to talk about a little bit later but uh basically you unlock pro, pro, uh, cosmetics and different color schemes for your armor so here's here's the spicy thing i feel like that if all these fans who are very vocal about progression mm -hmm. i understand why they're mad but i also feel like if they had their way rev within two weeks or long before the beta closes and and it launches on December 8th, long before that happens, I feel like all those people that run in the V formation and stomp everyone, if they had their way, they would level and unlock all of the gear within three to four weeks easily. But the way that they talk easily. and how much easily. they play, right? And then mm -hmm. what will happen is the game will come out officially and they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. It's over. I already I unlocked everything. I blasted through it in four weeks. You know, they need to have more stuff. And but to their defense, they have every right to complain that it feels like three four three is making them wait and grind forever. So, like, where did where do you go right on this and where do you go wrong? I don't know. Well, again, what do you? Is there special guns you can unlock in Halo? I don't think there is. No. Everybody no, starts isn't. off with the same shit, right? 
Yeah, I mean, there's modes where you get randomized guns that you start with, but the only thing you can do is have a varied colored assault rifle when you start the match. And it's kind of always been that on Halo. And I actually, I have, my complaints are so different from everyone, but I'd actually like to unlock different guns in Halo instead of uh, colored cosmetics. Because there's no, there's no, you can't unlock, oh, you get to start with the sniper rifle and you kill everybody in every mission and, or every every match because you have better gear, but uh, I would like to unlock something cool that you can use. But there's just so many problems with the the balancing of it. But you know what's missing, Rev? Is why isn't there a mode where one team is brutes and elites and jackals, and the other team is like Spartans and and different humans? Like why don't they have that? Like Gears does, where it's cogs against the locusts. Have, have those, they ever done that before? Yeah, those those are that's a legitimate complaint. Like the lack of modes, I completely yep. understand. Not being able to unlock cosmetics fast enough is silly to me. It's a first person shooter. You can't even see your guy. Who cares? You know what I mean? I bought like I think I bought two skins in Warzone. I was really into Warzone. I bought two skins. And I remember thinking, why did you buy the skins, you idiot? They came out with a Rambo skin. Okay, that, oh, you this have is to my get that. stuff. But that's the thing. I didn't get it, Colt. It's like it's Rambo. I'm going. I'm about to hit purchase. I'm like, why? I can't even why? see them. It's the yeah. dumbest thing in the world. I don't care what color my guns are. I like the aesthetic of Halo. I really like what, what uh, 343 has done with Infinite. I like the way the guns look. I'm, I don't want to paint them different colors. To me, right. that takes me out of the experience. I'm not trying to play Fortnite. I like the way the guns look now. You don't want like diamond encrusted, you, know? you know, battle rifles. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want any of that crap on my guns. So the progression being just cosmetic, the modes—that's what concerns me. Where's the Slayer? Where's the uh, the SWAT modes where it's headshots only? Where's all that stuff? Why is that not in the game? Yeah, those yeah. are legitimate gripes. Yes, those are, and and I think it's launching with six or five, five or six modes. Uh, Halo 2 launched with the same amount of modes. Like it's been this ramp up of all these launch modes, and then it's kind of bare bones. And I think 343 knows they have to manage people just like cooking through all of the content. But um Yeah, yeah I mean, and nobody's no complaining. Nobody's complaining about the, the gameplay. Like everybody right. loves the gameplay, everybody agrees it's fun, everybody loves the aesthetic. Okay, but again, like you just said. Where's Firefight? We're talking about Forge being delayed, co-op being delayed, which I hate. That kills me. I, I, I yeah. really wanted to play Same. with my son. Firefight in Halo Reach was amazing. And the amount of options, the sheer amount of options you could go in and tweak for Firefight was crazy. With like five There's not different, even a five or six different maps where you could set yeah. up those scenarios. Yeah, yeah no and, mention and of did Firefight. Did you play Warzone Firefight in 5 where... Like it drops uh, vehicles on the. You can. I you did, unlock. but you can't. You can't do your own lobby. I had to join public yeah, yeah. lobbies. Yeah. So yeah. I, I couldn't really get into. I, I'm a very private guy when it comes to my online game. I don't play with a lot of people. I like to play with my kids for the most part when it comes to mm-hmm. online. And when I couldn't go into my own lobby with that, I, I just kind of hung up firefight. Yeah, you used to be able to just you could just go solo and try to survive for two rounds and right. get stomped. Right. Uh, just have you and yeah. your people and that's it. Yeah, ODST had that in Reach and uh, right. they've kind of evolved it. But those things are really important. 
shout out to Zach Davis for the $10 super. He says infinite hype. Like people are excited today because the game's getting good scores. We'll get into that in a minute. Yodani Quazada says with the $5, they could play Halo Infinite on a phone or a budget PC at 1080p, 60 hertz for just a dollar. He says Xbox is the most open, closed platform there is, least barrier to entry. Yeah, that's uh there are there are way more places to play than PlayStation. PlayStation is going to change that. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, somebody said, you're being sexist saying I only play manly games. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've played games where you play as a female, several of them. Yep, yep, yeah. You know, it's, it, it is fun, though. Uh, I, I like to make fun of how I'm not, I'm not the manliest guy, but, you know, I do have, a, I do have fun with it. Uh, what is got... what is manly, Colt? What what does that even mean in 2021? What does manly mean? Is it your stature? Is it your demeanor? Is it what is it what you do with your time? You know, because I give you for instance, working on cars, I hate it. Getting dirt underneath my fingernails, <laughs> I hate it. When I get dirt underneath my nails, I'm disgusted. <laughs> that's not manly. That's feminine. You know what I mean? Yeah, so well, people tell me that I try to portray this manly guy. There's a lot of aspects of me that are not manly. You know, I'm very paranoid yeah. about my hair. I live in a hat. I get home from work. I take off my work hat. I put on my personal hat. I don't want my hair exposed because I'm self-conscious about it. That's feminine. A man should not care about his hair. Yeah, I don't, so have, I, I don't even have that much hair, and I always make sure that it's not – that it's combed, at least, you know, at a point. <laughs> <laughs> no i do uh that's funny i was he- helping my wife hang up the christmas lights and the whole time i was like christmas lights yeah yeah so that's not trying to do that. yeah but uh <laughs> that's funny um oh, where was i was so we got a uh, gaming times patrick thank you for the five dollars he says why is only microsoft expected to share content it's kind of ridiculous no one expects nintendo or sony to do the same and yes uh this Ori developer did allude that he also expects the same from PlayStation and, and Nintendo and they won't, but it's just, we just see it all the time. Don't we Rev where people were just always expecting Microsoft because they didn't have exclusives for 10 years. Like there was a decade, nearly a decade where they hardly made anything. And so now that they have more exclusives than PlayStation in the roadmap, which we'll also talk about in a little bit. Now it's like, well, why don't you share them? It's so weird. And shout out to my to my awesome mods, uh, Lethal Papa and Happy Bomb for taking care of the chat. There might be a couple people that will show up here, Rev, because this is like a big celebration time for Xbox. Halo Infinite came out in off of a review, I guess, review scores this mm-hmm. morning at midnight, and it you know went up to eighty eight or whatever eighty seven, and it's kind of sitting down into eighty six. Um, yeah, I mean it's a good time. It's kind of crazy. Let's let's talk about that for a minute because everyone always talks about what they think the best games are in the past decade. They talk about Spider-Man. They talk about God of War, which was a 92 or a 94, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, like all these games, right? Do you do you remember some of these these games by Metacritic number? Are you that no, psychopathic? No, I, I don't. I don't really pay attention to Metacritic scores. You know, I, like I was on Twitter today, and I'm seeing some positive posts about Halo. I have not watched your review. I haven't watched any reviews. 
I plan on playing that from start to finish. I'll do my own review. Yeah, that's then on I'll purpose, compare right? some reviews. What's on purpose? Uh, not watching the reviews. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like to have anybody else's opinions in my head when I try to review a game. So I stay away from reviews. But I do see this getting positive scores. And what do I see attached to it? As you keep scrolling down the Twitter, the Twitter wall. Oh, look at the details in Horizon Zero Dawn. Compare. It's like, dude. Like, do people have nothing else to do? You know what I mean? When I play, when I play an exclusive game and I'm liking it, I don't even. I can't even think of an example. What makes you do? You know why, Colt? Because I have all systems. If I want a yeah, game, yeah, I get yeah. the game. So there's no time where I'm sitting back, not being able to play a game, and then I'm going to start smashing this game because I'm not. A, 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 I can't play it. I don't have the means to play. It. But you would think that'd be the only reason someone would do that. But some of these guys have access. They have some access at least to have Xbox. a decent PC, right? Yeah, like, and they still do it. So I, I don't understand the mentality. I really don't. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, PlayStation did release a Horizon Forbidden West gameplay trailer this morning, like after mm -hmm. everyone got out of bed over here in North America, uh, knowing that the Halo Infinite reviews were, the embargo was out, NDAs lifted. Uh, yeah, I, I that's part of the reason why they were showing Horizon. Right, yeah, Forbidden and West. they're saying, look at the detail compared to Halo and mm -hmm. this and that. It's like, dude, Horizon's not even out. Why are we even talking about this? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, Halo it's the, review uh, embargo. What, whatever, man. I, I don't, I don't care. Listen, I'd rather play Halo Infinite over Horizon Zero Dawn any day of the week. I got the PC version, beautiful game, and because of the reviews, you got guys saying it's their favorite game of all time. I forced mm -hmm. twenty hours into that game on Steam. Forced it. The combat is trash. I don't care what anybody says. Graphically, it's amazing. The world is absolutely stunning. But the gameplay even feels smooth. But it's like the combat sucks. Shooting dinosaurs with arrows, these robot dinosaurs, the human combat felt very lackluster. The story is just, ugh. the voice acting is very mediocre. I'm just not interested, man. You know, so you can have the best quality as far as graphics in the world mm -hmm. goes. If the combat falls flat, I don't like it. And the Halo combat feels awesome to me. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to playing the campaign. I really liked Horizon Zero Dawn, but it um the very long game, very long game. And it told some cool stuff story-wise, but that was one of the, yeah, there's some complaints about that game, but looking at the new one, it looks amazing. But until you're out in the open world of Halo Infinite with that combat that you you've You've only experienced the combat right now, most everybody here, of shooting other Spartans. There is something else entirely when you're shooting jackals and grunts and brutes and elites that are uh, taunting. So it, it's been really great. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Halo Infinite campaign. And I want to take a couple questions, but there's all this story stuff that we won't even get into whatsoever. Um, there's cut scenes and stuff that would take a different type of explanation that wouldn't even happen here. So you don't have to worry about that, but I can tell you that open world is the best place to be in a halo game. Uh, what are you expecting? Because you, you, you know, the gunplay in the multiplayer. I do. 
I do. And if that carries over to the campaign, I'm 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 looking forward to it. And it's good because I haven't looked forward to very many games in 2021, Colt. I got to be honest with mm-hmm. you. It's been a very lackluster year for me. Uh, Forza Horizon 5, quality all day. But it doesn't feel too different from the other Forzas, you know? You may yeah, think it does. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it doesn't. It feels like Forza Horizon 4. I still like the quality, but it's like I feel like I've been there, done that. Halo? I haven't played Halo in a long time, man. So a Halo campaign... I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to diving into this. And it's open world. The aesthetic, the sound effects. 343 brings the best gun sound effects in the business. And I love sound effects. Good sound effects in games. I love it. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I actually highlighted a couple of parts of the sound in my review. And I would like to try and, um, if I could change my setup here, I'd like to try and play some of this without any sound. Uh, let's see if I go like this and I go like something like that. Come on now. There we go. All right. I don't know how well this will play, but, um, I will check over here on YouTube. Um, it might be a little choppy at first, but it might smooth out. But, um, I put out a review at midnight last night. So, uh, what you'll see here is just a bunch of combat. And any cutscenes are like three seconds with no uh, references or no, uh, I don't know, no context. So when I make these reviews, I understand that people don't want to see the game or they don't want to get anything spoiled. And so I leave that very, very vague. But uh, this is definitely the most fun Halo I've played in a long time. And Halo Reach is up there, one of my top top games uh, from Halo. But here's something funny, Rev. Uh, <laughs> show me talking here for a second. Uh, did you realize that 343 has had Halo slightly longer than Bungie did at this point? No, I did not know that. That's so, crazy. So here's the, the timeline. Halo started in 2001, and Bungie took it all the way to Reach in 2011. Now, uh, 343 has had it since... Well, even longer because in 2011 is when we got Halo 4. So Bungie was working on Halo 4. So they've had it for the last 10 years and a little bit longer than Bungie has. And a lot of people say things like, oh, you know, Bungie made the best Halo and they have the highest rated Halo games and some of the most loved. But uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of funny to think that 343 has had this game long enough to know, hopefully to know what they're doing. Uh, I got to ask, this is a crazy loaded question. Do you think 343 is the right team for Halo moving forward? Uh, we're going to find out, ain't we? Look, like I said, they they nail it on the aesthetic. Like when you play Halo 3, I fired up Halo 3 in the Master Chief Collection. You, those gun, gun sound effects sound like absolute trash. The impact when you're shooting the aliens feels terrible. Now, it's a good game. The gameplay is solid. You fire up Halo 4, you fire that assault rifle, it's like, this is what it was missing. Everything feels more impactful. Now, uh, Fonderelli, your guy... to the assault rifle in 4 and 5? Like, before your gun didn't, your assault rifle didn't raise up at the at the muzzle. It may recoil right. a little more. I, I feel like there was a little bit of recoil in 3. I feel like it recoils a little more. The guns just feel chunkier the way 343 does it. And that they bring that that modern aspect to it. Uh, 
Fonzarelli complained about the Prometheans. I understand that gripe. I'd mm-hmm. rather kill the the regular aliens too. But um, with Halo Infinite just focusing on that, the Prometheans are gone, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. They uh, they sort of. I'm a big Rocky fan. Uh, I was mm-hmm. talking to Randall Thorne 19 about this today on the phone. They sort of did like the thing in Rocky Balboa in 06 when he came back and he's going to try and get back in the ring as an older older uh, boxer. They kind of ignored, they pretended like Rocky V didn't happen. Uh, yeah, I, don't know if you, okay. I don't know if you've watched Rocky Balboa okay. in 06, but I have. He, yeah. you know, he's in his 50s or whatever and he's going to go get in the ring and do like what George Foreman did. And, you know, he's way too old to box, but it's something he wants to do. And they totally just ignored everything with Tommy Gunn and the whole the whole mess, other than uh, him still being poor. But they sort of did that with with this Halo. You know, you don't have to hear about Locke. You don't hear about Team Osiris or Blue Team. It just picks up with what's going on with Cortana and Master Chief waking up like, uh, what, what, where am I? What happened? So, yeah, that's basically the the opening of the game. So, yeah, they've gotten rid of that. So okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah I, I look, I look forward to it. Um, like I said, um, some of the gameplay elements, like the map design and stuff like that, the multiplayer may have been better in the original Halos, but I, I didn't play too much multiplayer in the old Halos, so it, it's hard to yeah. say. This campaign looks phenomenal to me. We're gonna find out. I'm gonna play it through, and I'm uh, I'll do a review on it. Yeah, if you're if you're watching this, you're looking at probably uh, over well over a hundred uh xbox record that i did a lot of when something cool would happen i'd say record that 30 seconds and i would cut it down to like 10 15 seconds so you're seeing a lot of clips of great moments and when i'm playing the campaign i just had so much fun with the gunplay one of the things that is missing with the guns rev is they they added some new ones but the enemies you're shooting they didn't bring in any new aliens so the prometheans are gone so you got your regular, your brutes, your jackals, grunts, and elites, and that's pretty much. And the the hunters, so those are all there. That's <laughs> so funny, <laughs> but uh, I don't mind like that. I don't mind that they didn't add any new aliens. I, I don't. That doesn't bother me any. This is your gameplay that we're watching. Yep, yep. This is a, the cut of my review uh, without sound. Uh, and if anybody wants to watch it, it really is. I don't, I don't mention anything as far as story other than saying that you have this new Cortana called the weapon and she's naive and innocent and master chief just trying to save the world by dropping onto the ring. And, uh, I don't really say anything about the story. I just want people to experience it for themselves, but the world is just so much fun to be in. And uh, those people who compare it to far cry, it's not really that it's like, Halo Unleashed. I don't know how to explain it, but I don't know. You're looking at kind of a lower quality stream through StreamYard. Uh, I'll upgrade this show later using some better internet solution, but you know, I got enough stuff to worry about right now. But the game's fantastic. If you do want to go check out my review uh, with the with the audio off, you can also do that, but uh, I'm really sensitive about spoiler stuff. So somebody in the chat asked if I had the same problem at the end with dealer and dealer kind of um was pretty open about the end of the game uh i love the game all the way through so that's pretty much all i'll say i really enjoyed it and uh just that i don't know do these battles i mean you're seeing this right kind of getting an idea no i'm saying it looks good is this series x gameplay 
Yeah, and if you're looking on uh, StreamYard, it'll look a little bit better. But on YouTube, you know, uh, the bit rate gets hit pretty hard for live stream. But yeah, it also yeah, no, this looks good. This looks good to me, man. This looks solid. Yeah, and it also uh, caps it to thirty. So uh, even though it's a sixty frames um, update, yeah, my whole video is recorded at four K sixty on YouTube. But yeah, it's really really fun, and I'm excited. How the, to see uh, how was the performance, Colt? Well, there are a li- there's a little bit of hitching once in a while, but I mm-hmm. played the game mostly on performance mode at 120 hertz performance mode. So you get like this sub 4K at 120, and I couldn't go back to 60. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, I hate to raise that standard, but I know there's... Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. Hold on. Now, you can play this campaign at 120? Absolutely. On Series yes. X? On Series X with FOV all the way up. To, all of this footage is at 120 FOV, which normally that can look really stretched on the outside skirts of the screen. But for some reason, at 120, it looks perfect. It looks totally normal. And then when I put it down to, uh, it wants you to be at an FOV of 80 by standard. And then it just looks like it crops. It's hard to explain, but you know, oh, how, that's, that's huge. It's, it's, that's, that's a huge. big deal. That is a big freaking deal. See, somebody posted a screenshot of Red Dead Redemption versus Halo Infinite. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, Red Dead Redemption, Red is one Dead of the Redemption's best games ever. 30 FPS on the Xbox console. You can run this open. Is it an open world game or is it like Destiny? It's more like you Destiny, know what I'm gonna. I'm going to call it an open world game because there is one map that uh, is. I said in my review like 2,500 meters across, and probably I didn't say how tall. It's it's mostly uh, tall north and south, and it is wide. It's like it's like if you took the ring, right? You know, have the ring where it's broken. It's like you took one quarter right. of it. And section out and said, "This is where, where Halo Infinite takes place." So it is fully open, but when you go into missions, it has you go into a structure, and then loading screens are like six seconds. And I think what they've done is they've curated an own interior level and a forerunner structure or a banished structure that is massive that is hidden within a loading screen. And then when you come out the other side, it's made to appear like you came right back out on the ring that you've been. So it's fully. They call it semi-open world, but I'd say it's an open world. It's big. You can get in a wasp and fly all the way, or you can grapple and run all the way. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. You saying 120 for the campaign changes everything. I had no Cole, I thought it was 60. That's big. That is a a huge accomplishment. When the Series X came out, I went on record as saying, you'll see 120 FPS for games like Pac-Man, for games like (laughs) Ori. You did. You running this at 120 on a console, dude? That's crazy. That's awesome. That like excites can, me. Yeah, and you can play it at 60. You'll get it. Uh, Digital Foundry says it runs at native 4K and drops down with DRS. Uh, I, I I don't know. I didn't watch long enough to hear what the number is, but he says it drops down from 4K at 60, and you can play the whole thing at 60. And it's like, okay, this is good. This is 60 frames. This is an open world. But then when you change the performance, foliage comes down a little bit and some LOD, but that's at 120. It's, 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 it's so worth, worth it for it. 120. It's yeah, it's it. really nice. And with that FOV yeah. slider all the way up, which yeah. actually hinders performance, when you bring the FOV to 120, 
Uh, some people are saying like 100. If you when you bring the FOV up, it has to render more on screen, so it's even right. harder performance hit. But you don't notice it. And I play with VR VRR on my TV, so I don't think there are really any major frame rate problems uh, in John Linneman's Digital Foundry review. So it, it is pretty cool. I mean, wh- tell me about the graphics though, Rev, because you're kind. This isn't a good representation on on a low bitrate stream, but you've yeah, seen no, some looking at this, yeah, looking at this, it's all it's all blurry because of the the streaming. But I watched the launch trailer. To me, everything looks good. This this is my type of game. Again, the aesthetic, I like everything about it. I like the way the guns look. I like the way they sound. The only thing that bothers me about Halo to this day are those little tiny grunt aliens. Not the brutes. I don't mind those. Those little <laughs> tiny grunts drive me up the wall. I can't stand how they look. But from everything I've oh, seen, yeah, this looks yeah. good to me. Yeah, the uh, This looks the, real good. We had assault rifle right there. Yeah, yeah, the uh the commando is awesome. Yeah. yeah awesome. So uh, there's two enemies that will kill you in the open world. Uh, one, of course, would be the the hunters. Everybody knows the hunters. They've they've got the the big hunchback and the spike, and they can only be shot in the back where they have the bare uh, worm body. Right? Believe it or not, the hunters are more defensive than they've ever been, and it drove me crazy. I was also talking to Gaz from Game On Daily, and we were like. We were in a party chat playing separately, and and he we were both like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you could, they're so difficult to kill. And the other enemy, surprisingly, that will destroy you are the jackals with the yellow uh, shields. Like you know, they have the blue sometimes. The yellow shield is stronger. You know, they stay they shoot with, with, with little <laughs> the little hole in the shield. Those guys not the got not me. the sniper jackals. Are you the, talking yeah about the sniper, sniper jackals, jackals or, the or they're ones? holding? a plasma pistol or they're holding a needler uh, and they're just popping on yeah. you. The funny thing about the open world is Rev, you're going to love this. Like you have this big open space and you see this little outcropping of enemies. You go over there, but there's jackals or even grunts with a plasma pistol up on the mountain behind you. And they're just like, Hah! and they're shooting at you. And you're like, I'm taking damage over here. So you really have to be on your toes. It makes yeah. it super fun. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really good. Let's see. We got uh, yeah, it looks good. thirteen LV. Thank you for the five dollar. He says, "How can we compare Horizon and Halo graphics? Completely different art styles." And if you're talking about Horizon Forbidden West, uh, yes, they're both Horizon Forbidden West can have a bigger world, but Guerrilla Games makes some of the best looking games in the business. So, um, yeah, but you know, uh, this is going to sound a little salty, Rev. But everything you do in Halo, you're doing with your controller like if you grapple shot do this combo you're doing that because you're using the left stick the right stick the trigger the face buttons the bumpers all in concert so you could pull off an amazing move but in horizon zero dawn sometimes it is just press square and she does something amazing and the game takes over for a few seconds and the camera comes in and shows you this awesome animation and you take down a robot dog or robot dinosaur right that's my that's where I compare the difference. There's some moves that I pull off in this video that are amazing because I experimented with them and you guys don't get to experiment with the grapple shot really in, um, in the, in the multiplayer. That's the problem. You feel like you're kind of, you're limited. Have you been using the grapple shot in multiplayer? 
No, I, I, I hardly ever get the grapple shop multiplayer, but I see you're using the hell out of it in the campaign. Yeah, there there yeah. is one. You can upgrade it. There's one upgrade toward the end where it goes into third person and he does like cocks his fist back and just, and I hit a brute so hard he backflips like 30 feet. And every time the sound, the visual feedback, everything's just totally awesome. So uh, everybody's going to be pretty excited when they get their hands on this sucker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. We you got. Know, I may buy it. I may just buy it on Steam so I can use a keyboard and mouse because I don't have a keyboard and mouse for my Xbox. So you've been playing the multiplayer with keyboard and mouse on your PC lately? Uh, no. no, 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 no. I tried with keyboard and mouse, Colt. There's something well, different about Halo with keyboard and mouse. I get smashed. I can't. I you want to buy it on Steam and play it with a an Xbox controller on your PC? No, I want to play the campaign with a keyboard and mouse. Oh, okay. The multiplayer with a keyboard and mouse, I get destroyed. Absolutely. Destroyed. <laughs> I got to use a controller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel like I can point anywhere and do anything. Like, you can be in the middle of being attacked, and I can look at the top of a ledge of a rock or or a building or anything and grab it and use it to get out of a death. It's really amazing. One of the things I've said a couple times here is that dying in heroic has always been such a reward because I'm doing really cool stuff. I feel like John wick sometimes when I'm playing the game, because I'm turning, turning and burning and blasting people as quickly as I can trying to line up headshots and using like collateral damage to take out enemies. And then somebody will kill me and master chief will ragdoll and slide to the glass the grass and i'll laugh i'm like oh my gosh that was amazing how did he get me uh, and then you have like a three second uh loading screen for respawn and i'm like okay i'm right back at the beginning of the fight again i'm gonna do it this time and do it way better so uh yeah so, no it sounds fun it is so good i can't wait uh uw said cole eastwood skill up and moist critical both said the open world was lacking and mainly just clearing outposts saving Marines and killing VIP targets. Do you feel the same way? Uh, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what the open world is. It has different things for you to do, but uh, to say it's lacking means there's nothing else there, but those there are enemies. Uh, my stream's starting to get a little wacky here. I might have to back out of it, uh, the gameplay part, but uh, yeah, of course there's enemies everywhere and you could go back to an enemy place. You cleared it. Drop pods will drop down in real time and brutes will come out. And uh, reinforcements we dropped off with drop ships. The world's pretty alive, and it's uh, it's not a complaint whatsoever. But I do know that skill up. Do you watch skill ups reviews, Rev? Eh, here and there, here, here and there. And there. Yeah. It de- it depends on the game. Yeah, he's uh, he's really really super talented. But I he had some gripes about the open world. But um, I don't know. Uh, there's more to come. I actually talked to somebody who said there's more to populate in the world with future expansions. So I'm not quite sure. I, 343 does need to, here's the score. 343 does need to let us know how soon they want to do updates for the campaign. So here, I'll change this back here. There we go. Um, now you gave it a nine out of 10, Colt. Why'd you subtract yep. a point out of curiosity? What What was... What kept it from being amazing to you? That's that's a really good question. So the story is told decently well, and mm-hmm. the some of the things 
that's so funny. Like I talked to Gaz, he loved when you're inside the forerunner structures in these long enclosed, uh, creepy, ominous places. He loved that, but I love the open world more. So I felt like there was long missions where you weren't out in the open, which is where I always wanted to be. The story uh, ends kind of quickly, but I liked how it ended. So what I do in my reviews is I base it on presentation, which includes graphics and audio. And then I base it off of gameplay. And then I base it off of the story and it's how the story makes you feel or how you react to it. And then replayability. And after you finish the game, this is cool. The open, you come back out through the front door and you're back out to your world that you were working in before the game finished. So it doesn't just end like the old Fallout 3, like your open world is there. So that is cool. So what I did was I I counted up all four of those criterias, divided by four, and I came up to like an 8.8. And and then when I look at the overall game, how I enjoyed it over and all, it's a nine, absolutely a nine. Had so much fun with it. And uh, here's another thing. This is the first time that Xbox has done this. Not a lot of people know this, but about a month ago, they sent me a Insider Hub link inside the console. There's There's an app called Insider for people who are in the Insider Hub. And they had a game we downloaded there with, I can't say, but it had a stock picture that wasn't Halo. And it had a code name. And we were told to download this app and it had a description about, uh, <laughs> about collecting plants as a, as a, as a botanist. That's all I'll say. That was the halo infinite game. No achievements, no carrying over, um, pr- progress. So I played on heroic. I cleaned out almost the entire map after I was given the open world, after the credits rolled, I cleaned out most of the major stuff. And now I have to do it over again. So here's something that you might like. No, you won't. You won't like this because you don't care about cosmetics. But in the game, you can open up these lockers that unlock cosmetic items for your multiplayer character. They all connected between the two. So instead of buying or waiting to earn, if you're out there and vigilant in the open world, looking around and killing the enemies, protecting it, you can unlock armor pieces, coatings, and different things like that. So. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a kind of a big package there. Yeah, uh, how many how many hours did it take you to beat the game on your first? Um, I probably put about. There's no way of telling. There's no way of tracking um, at all. But I think I probably put in about 20 hours uh, between the messing around and the in the missions. And I talked to Randall Thor today about his review, which uh, I think he's got it up now. No, still not yet. Still working on it. But he expected to finish it yesterday before embargo. And he said he ran through and just skipped most of the the uh, open world stuff. He said it took him about 10 hours to beat all the ma- all the missions. And that's never been that's never happened on an, uh, a Halo game. Like how long do you why, why do you run that? through? Why do you run through? I, I well, feel like a played, lot of reviewers do that. Right. He well, he played through the first the preview build. Uh, which was like the first two or three hours, his first four missions, and he could only talk on the those first four missions. And then he decided to wipe his save and start over from the beginning so he could capture everything and make a review. And then he realized he was up against the gun because it took him a lot longer than he thought he would. And most Halo games are, help me out, chat, six, eight hours maybe or less. 
Uh, ACG says yeah. six to 15 hours for campaign. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to ask your opinion, Rev. Knowing I didn't explain everything you do. I showed it in the video, but how much of the open world would you mess around with? You can, here, I'll tell you really quick. You can find armor pieces <clears throat> for your multiplayer character, and you can find Spartan cores to upgrade the grapple, the drop shield, your regular shield, and you can find a couple different types of collectibles and and the outposts. Like, will you mess around with that stuff much? What do you do in open world games? I'm not a collector. I, I don't. I, I'll give you an example. When I played God of War, I loved God of War. I'm talking about the reboot. Um, yeah. I'm one achievement away from my first platinum. One achievement. Whoa. I got everything. And I got it all dynamically. I played through it twice. And uh, you know what that one achievement is or that one trophy? Collecting all the birds. Like you got to go around and you got to kill a bird. Cool. Oh, I'll yeah. die before I ever get that trophy because uh, that's not happening. I'm not running around and collecting a bunch of birds. So that's armor not Mandy, pieces. Right? Uh, it's it's just it's there's no interest and i don't care about trophies i don't care about my game score so the outposts i'll go clear out all those outposts especially if the combat's as fun as it looks everything else the armor pieces collectibles i i don't bother with any of that stuff now i'll go out of my way to to look at some visuals like if i see something that's going to be a nice screenshot i'll go capture that no photo mode there's no photo mode on this There's no photo mode. So can I take my thumbnail? Can I get rid of the HUD? Yes, you can turn you can turn the transparency of the HUD or shut it off. You have no targeting reticle. But okay, well, I mean, to to make my thumbnail, I Master Chief changed his weapon within half a second. I took like eight screenshots while he was changing his weapon until I finally got one where the gun wasn't in the in the shot. But I don't know why three four three doesn't have that. Ooh. Like you, I think you literally. I got to ask a developer. I think you literally just unclip the camera and allow it to rotate around the character to do photo mode. I don't know why they don't. I don't know. It's so dumb. They'll add it. I'm sure they'll add it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, there's a couple things yeah, missing. I mean, no co op. No ray tracing. Uh, David Kirkoff, thank you for the five euro super. He says. Funny, Digital Foundry said that Halo Infinite plays better in quality mode because the massive frame drops in performance mode. 120 FPS to 90 FPS drops. You need VRR. Um, I don't think VRR could smooth out that much of a frame drop. But uh, the problem with when Digital Foundry shows a time a time graph for fr- frame rate drops, it's usually when something explodes and the camera shakes. And sometimes that doesn't affect your gameplay. Uh, how long has it been since you played a game where you couldn't control the character because of frame drops? Ooh, um, it's been a while. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, there, probably there's la- co- probably last gen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's really gen a problem. Last. I can't imagine that. Um, I think when a game frame drops from 120, it probably has to do it pretty severely, wouldn't you think? You play a lot of games at high. high it's uh, it's not about it. Like you'll still from 120 to 90 drops, you'll be able to control. That's not the issue. It'll be uh, the like they'll probably be screen tearing or something like that, unless you have. VR. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have VRR enabled. Like you'll so see I, those dips. 
<laughs> so, uh, sadistic cowboy says cyberpunk yeah cyberpunk was running at 60 but had massive frame drops when you drove around it would like pause for a half second when you drive it's horrible <clears throat> but uh yeah i don't know uh people are going to choose quality mode but uh i'll stay in performance once i'll replay it uh how much storage would you need on series x i don't know but you can download the game right now and answer yourself that question I think my build was like 108 gigs or something. It was less. I don't remember, but I wasn't even sure how much of that I could say. Cause it was a, it was a review build and uh 343 was really careful about this. They didn't just give us early access because like I did psychonauts and Forza for review and I unlocked achievements as I played. But uh, this one, it was like totally locked down G14 classified. So uh, we're going to talk about, starfield you give two craps about starfield and space games you know before before we do um i really i got said in the comments that i really would have liked to see a third person mode yes for Halo infinite that would have been phenomenal that third person campaign third person mode for the multiplayer colt that would be over the top i love third person oh, i really do okay playing the I spent a lot of time with the, with the handheld turrets, you know, and I thought the same thing. They absolutely yeah. could just un, they could move that camera back at all times. I think you could totally play the entire game like that with master chief in front of you. And, and I don't know why they don't do it. It looks so amazing. Like when you're carrying the turret, either. you're just as mobile as ever. I don't know. It's like, they don't want to break the tradition of, uh, taking it out of first person but people said that i think it really could work oh yeah 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 for real and it would be an advantage if you played a multiplayer and some people were playing in first person that's why you make it a third person lobby and a first person lobby oh yeah because you'd have more uh you you got more fov yeah you got more peripheral vision in third person yeah uh being able to see your character now i care about cosmetics now I want to customize my character because I can actually see him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. That would be so cool. Like your master chief doesn't change the way he looks with the new gear, but um, you're going to be able to see it when you play in co-op next year. Like You'll be able to see your friend do all those menu. All those animations are there in third person. You're going to be able to see him. In, I know in, uh, that's the thing. Co-op. It's there. The work's done. Like you said, when you grab a turret, it goes to third person. The work's done. Just add the yeah. whole mode. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But you know. So what do you, what do you think about this eighty six Metacritic? You you don't care about Metacritic. I have my own opinion about it. I get lambasted for it. Yeah, I but don't care. Uh, what were you long. expecting to see Halo Infinite land this morning? Uh, I was expecting around eighty five. Okay. You know, uh, Days Gone, they slandered. That what did that get on Metacritic? I love Days 82? Gone. Eighty-two. Yeah, I love Days Gone. So it, Metacritic means nothing to me, and, and not to mention when you look at most of the people. Cole, I, I don't watch a lot of YouTubers, especially gaming YouTubers. So a lot of Same. these guys reviewing, I don't give a damn about their opinion about a video game. <laughs> and when you look at some of the trash that they play and that they praise. And then you didn't like this game. Uh, dude, your opinion means nothing to me. I care about what I think about the game, you know? Now, have you ever made a purchasing decision based off of a Metacritic number that's been thrown around? Like, never. you ever thought, I don't never. know if I want to spend 60 bucks because that game's never. yellow. 
I've based and I've bought a game off of an opinion from a reviewer that said a game was good, and that was ACG. But I do that after looking at the gameplay. I got to see the gameplay and, and and listening to his words. I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get it. And I think I recalled liking the game. I can't remember exactly. So you're like me about. when when they show gameplay of a game, you watch for like a minute or so, and you're like, okay, I've seen enough. Like uh, that's absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now you can tell me a game is phenomenal if I'm not interested in the gameplay. If the gameplay looks like trash to me, I'm not going to touch that game, no matter how many people review it good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I, I have to, touch... to be interested. I didn't want to touch uh, Death Stranding, but like your 11 minute video, like changed how I looked at the game. Because and, and did you like it? Did you I like haven't it? played it yet? I haven't played it yet. Oh, oh, yeah. I still haven't gotten it. It's one of those things like I'll buy it when things get slow, and uh, things haven't been slow. Yeah, but, things uh, have to be slow. You have to be in the mood. Okay, if if you're in a fast paced kind of mood, do not play Death Stranding. You got to be relaxed. You got to have time on your hands. That's I what think actually you really enjoy it. I think you really enjoy it. I'm so ADD, but like when you said that in your review, like it's one of those games where you want to sit down, don't feel rushed, just sit down and get in and immersed. And I thought, oh, when's the last time I did that where I just sat down and just like left my phone over here and just got immersed? And then, but in my life, I've got a couple dogs and some kids coming in, and and then I've got you know party chat going on and all this stuff is like it's okay yeah don't talk to nobody lock the door cut the lights out and death stranding is a very therapeutic experience man i loved it that is cool to hear that is really cool i loved it uh we got jedi knight peters with the australian ten dollar thank you jedi knight he says good day colt great halo review mate do you know when you can pre-download the halo campaign I think right now, I think it already is downloaded. I can't check right now. I'd have to switch HDMI and go grab a one of the mini controllers off the wall. I can check. You can keep talking. I'll check when Look I get that. We got Solid Rev doing our homework for us. Uh, I'm going to guess and say, well, it's all bundled together. So the multiplayer and campaign are all on the same app. I thought it was like 108 gigs, but we will see in a moment. Um so we're going to talk about Starfield for a minute because I put out a video about three weeks ago when Ryan McCaffrey interviewed Todd Howard about Starfield and uh, Skyrim uh, Anniversary Edition, you know, <laughs> Skyrim Part 19 remaster. And um, the video's done nope, really well. It's not there. It's not there? No, it's still at 25.9 gigs. All right, continue. Yep, 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 yep you're right. Yeah, somebody's saying that's way too low. Um I don't know. I guess I guess the the campaign would be much bigger than the multiplayer. So, yeah, I mean, I just have to guess. Uh Stamp says Stamp 1646 says it's 29 gigs but am, unpacks at 68. So, yeah, maybe it was uh maybe it wasn't that that high, but Flash Gordon with the $2 says Death Stranding was a scam. No offense. He didn't enjoy it. He or she and, and that's that's fine. Look, people that don't like it, I, I completely understand. And, and I, I got, you know, it's it's whatever. Opinions vary. That absolutely happens. I thought I was going to love Keena Bridges Spirits, and uh, I dozed off the two different times I tried playing it. I don't know why. It just, <laughs> yeah. it just didn't work for me. I don't. No, nah, yeah. I mean, people I have their preconceived bother. notions of who I am, but I paid $40 the day that dropped, and I dozed off uh, two separate times, and uh, but the good thing about owning it digitally is 
I took the L and I'll eventually have to just in, try and enjoy it. And maybe one of those days I'll be in a really good mood to play it. But I, I, I'll ask you again, like, are you into this space opera or the space exploration thing that Starfield, what do you expect from it? It'll, it's all going to depend. It's Bethesda. I always put in some kind of time into my Bethesda games, uh, Skyrim, Fallout games, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, New Vegas. I've played them all. I I haven't beaten any of them, but I always put in a significant amount of time, like Mm -hmm. 20 plus hours before I lose interest. But I always enjoy the 20 plus hours that I put in. Uh, Wolfenstein, love the games. Uh, Prey, is that Bethesda? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Arcade Studios from. I like Prey. Yeah. My biggest, my biggest problem with Prey was the enemies. I didn't like the enemies. I felt like I was killing oil drum creatures. Oily, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just didn't feel right, you know. But uh, if but the the atmosphere was great. So if they can do the same thing with Starfield and have like the level of gore that they have in the Fallout oh, games, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I never thought about that. I never thought about comparing it to Prey, which is, that's kind of crazy because I just played through the whole thing uh, like a few months ago in the summer. Um, I finally came back to it and that's one of my favorites now. Um, I, I'm not quite sure because Todd Howard did say that, because Ryan McCaffrey asked him, is it Skyrim in space? And he said, yes. You know, so I feel like hmm. it's an evolution of, fallout and skyrim and like the he he said that the way that they do their games the way that you build your character and the way you're interacting the world is all part of what you're used to with bethesda games and uh yeah i just wonder about that combat how much of fallout 4 did you play a lot uh but you know what i I only quit fallout 4 because i got technical issues on my pc after 20 hours so i had Mm -hmm. to restart it on xbox and I was like, man, I do not want to do all this again. So that's that's why I never yeah. played Fallout 4. I, I was having yeah. fun with that. I like the combat. I like the gore. Yeah, yeah. The gunplay is actually really good. I know people like yeah, it. Yeah, it is good. It Fallout. It is. But they worked with Machine Games. You did Wolfenstein. And uh, I was actually playing it the other day, Fallout 4. And the gunplay is still really great as long as you have cool guns. Uh, yeah, I don't know just we haven't seen anything like that this yeah we haven't seen nothing they have this i gotta ask you a funny question but they have this astronaut that goes up and sets down a weapon like in a futuristic assault rifle it looks like it shoots you know liquid nails or something and uh and this this pilot sits down like have you have you looked at this trailer enough i've seen it a million times i don't know if you're super familiar with this starfield trailer from last year mm-hmm. but there's no, this I, I... This is the weird thing. There's a uh, an astronaut that sits down and it shows the side of their face. And I thought, gosh, that face looks just like Celine from Returnal on PlayStation. And Celine is like a middle-aged female with short blonde hair. And I feel like the face looked very similar. But a lot of people said, I think that's a guy. And I thought, actually, I think they want that to be whatever you think it could be. Just to give you the idea, you can play as whatever you choose to be when you create your character, other than an alien, I suppose. Hmm. I don't think so, I've seen that, but yeah, it'll yeah, definitely yeah. be a create your own character. That's yeah, how I right, do. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you? What do you do when you create a character? Do you ever take the time like I do? I take 20, 20 minutes to make him look like this guy. 
It depends on the game. Uh, most, if I'm if I'm really looking forward to the game, I'm gonna put some time into the character creation. I'm not gonna make some freaking weirdo like some of these people do. I don't know what is. Anyway, I try to make them look <laughs> how I would imagine myself looking in that experience. You know, like what a I, cool close, version of you, as close as I can get to myself. Maybe a little extra bulk, you know what I mean? Make myself a little bigger, give myself some battle scars, you know, and boom, something I can immerse myself in. If I'm playing is uh, Kermit the Frog with with a yellow wig on, I don't want to play the game, you know? And some of the <laughs> stuff people create, it's just, it's crazy to me. I, I don't there, there really are people that, like, the first thing they want to do is make their character look obnoxious. But I'm like, yeah, I'm going to spend uh, 50 hours of the game. It's got, he's got to look cool. Right, right. I have this this thing in my mind, you know, the Colt Eastwood that actually looks cool. You know, it's got some traps, maybe, maybe a good set of, you know, know, pipes, you know, and then, yeah, yeah, and you know, no, no uh, belly, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, somebody said something about vats. Like, I don't think there'll be vats. Like, they're not really in a Fallout universe. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's not like No Man's Sky. Have you played that thing? Oh my goodness yeah, yeah I, play. I played it for about 10 minutes turn it off yeah yeah it's it's not my I, time i don't think it's gonna be like that i think they have these cultivated areas they want you to go to um so big expectations for starfield but a lot of people are saying stop getting hyped for a game that you haven't seen yet so do you think we'll see starfield comes out exactly one year from now you think we're going to see something at Jeff Keighley's award show? Or do you think that Bethesda is going to wait until they get it all buttoned up for like E3 next year? When was the last time we got a good reveal at the award show? Like a, a, a something we didn't know was coming? I mean, you I have, guess you have it anything? would be 2019. I can't remember what they showed last year. Oh my gosh, chat, you're going to have to help us out. Um. They had the award show online only, but what did Xbox showcase? I would know because I did a video about it, I'm sure. Now, chat, uh, I should remember this stuff. Um, it's probably too far to go back. Um, perfect Dark. David said, David VGS is Perfect Dark. I Was that at the Game Awards? I think it might have been. Hellblade 2 was 2019, and then 2020 was just perfect dark i think and of course it was another reveal that showed no gameplay really don't know what the game looks like outside of them flying through some some environments they've made like the market and uh, and buildings so i don't know Hmm. but yeah i'm uh, not expecting anything i it'll be a pleasant surprise if we get something so there are rumors that avowed the skyrim like obsidian game We'll have gameplay at the Game Awards. Have you? Are you keyed in on the Avowed? Are, are you a fantasy fan? Uh, give me, give me an example of fantasy, like Skyrim, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, uh, no. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. I like Skyrim. I, I'm not into Harry Potter. No, I'm not either. You know, I've never yeah. seen a Harry Potter movie. Neither Ever. have I. I've seen bits and pieces. I'll be coming in and out when the I'm, kids are watching. <laughs> I walk by a room and it's on. I'm like, yeah. Is that Gandalf over there, or what is? It? I drive people crazy. Right, right. But but my age, when the when the, I mean, look at me. You can tell how old I am. But when those books first came out, I was already almost an adult. So I, you know, I didn't read Goosebumps and Harry Potter. I know they're not the same thing, but that's just kind of how it is. That's why I don't like uh, Pokemon. I don't like uh, Banjo Kazooie. Sorry, 
I'm old. We, we got yeah. uh, in in. Uh, let's see if I can say this right. Uh, in for infernal <laughs> infernal Tim one. Well, thank you for the five dollars. He says I grabbed Ghost Recon Breakpoint on Series X because of Solid Rev. Love it. The new updates are great as well. If he hasn't checked them out, have you given up on Breakpoint? I think you like beat the game twice or something. <laughs> Uh, I love Breakpoint, and the reviewers smashed it. They smashed it to smithereens. I loved it, you know, and that's another reason I don't listen to reviewers. You know, I like what I like. And, no, I have not gone back to it, uh, Infernal Tim. But uh, I've been meaning to go back. But I've been playing all these different backwards compatible games, and I've been playing the GTA Five or the GTA Collection. So uh, now we got Halo Infinite. I'm going to go back to it. I'll go back to it. Shout out to Gaming Forte in the chat. It says never too old for Pokemon. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I I played Pokemon Go for eight minutes because everybody was playing it, but I don't know. You know, I'm trying to get out of my old <laughs> crotchety old man thing, but I don't think I have time. That's for not Pokemon. you're not a crotchety old man, Colt, because you don't like silly stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> Pokemon Go. Oh my gosh, people give me such a hard time about the Banjo-Kazooie thing. I'm like, quit begging for Banjo-Kazooie. Beg Xbox to make something like cinematic. Make a John Wick game or just make something oh. real cool. <laughs> yes, please. Give us something. Something dark. <laughs> something gritty. Stalker yes. 2. Let's go. Yes, give me something. I don't know. Uh, I was watching him. I don't even bring it. I was watching a movie review before the show, and like when the when they first start, when they get you into the mood for the trailer, and it's this really cool world that these producers have made, just and the writers and everything, and the camera work, and cinematography, it just oozes coolness. And I'm like, some of that you get, some of that from Halo Infinite, but I want Xbox to get a game where when just right when it starts in, you're just like you're in this cool immersive incredibly mature uh story-based thing and i think those things are on the way and i hope that uh perfect dark is like that you know and i think it will be knowing how we got into tomb raider in 2013 when it's rebooted same guy right you're a fan of those games uh enough of them um Uh, i like the i like the tomb raider tomb raider reboot that was good rise of the tomb raider was good and on the last one Shadow, I kind of lost interest just because I, I was the puzzles were too. I don't like too many puzzles, Colt. You know what it I mean? It was really heavy, and combat was not enough. Com- this combat was so the middle lack- of the game. Yeah. Have you been in the moment in the middle of the game where she just says she's had enough and she just goes on a rampage? It's like a Rambo moment. It's really cool. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever check that out, but <laughs> you talking about it in the last one. Yeah, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's like midway yeah, through. I don't. I, I remember hardly any combat sections and, and lots of puzzles. So I just I dropped. Yeah, it. the combat was light. It was light. Yeah. But uh, that's a perfect example. Like I didn't care about Tomb Raider. I'd seen Tomb Raider on a PlayStation One, and I didn't care about the character, the series, the movies, nothing. But when you play a good game, like a good modern cinematic, that's what I want. That's that's what we're asking for. Yeah, uh, me too. So. Uh, one of the other things about Todd Howard is Elder Scrolls six is on the way and everyone is like, why is he taking so long? Like, why are they taking so long to get to a massive game like that? And, um, I'll, I'll answer that a little bit, but 
Did you play Skyrim? You, is that one of those games that you played for 20 minutes or 20 hours and kind of I put a lot off? of time into Skyrim when it came out on PS3. Ironically, that's the most time I put in it when it was the worst performing. Isn't that ironic? Mm-hmm. Um, I put like 20 hours into it, bought it, ended up putting it down for something, and I bought every iteration you can buy. And I played about 20 minutes, and I I, I can't play it anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it is super great, but I don't know if I can get back into a game like that 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 that's that old. The other question is, they're working on two more games, Bethesda Softworks. They have Machine Games doing the Indiana Jones game, but the they have Fallout Five, which he said they have a one pager on, so they have it written down. Like they probably they probably have a thing that says Fallout Five takes place here. It takes place in this part of the history of the game, and we want to make it at this point, right? So what's next for Bethesda? Do you think they're going to – next year they're going to have Starfield, and then they're going to spend five years making either Fallout 5 or Elder Scrolls 6. What do you think it yeah, is? I'd, I'd rather have Fallout 5. Uh, what would you say Machine Games was doing? Indiana Jones with Lucas Art, something that – So we're doing with Wolfenstein? I'm hearing, Wolfen- Young I'm hearing Wolfenstein is still in the works and I don't know how, or if they're, I don't think they're going to let arcane do it again. Cause young blood didn't make people happy. I did not enjoy Thanks. that game very much. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. That yeah, the, the co-ops, either. the co-op was the only reason why I finished it. A dealer and I played it together and we rolled our eyes almost the entire time. There's yeah, some cool the moments. Dialogue. Can you turn the voices off? (laughs) I might play it if I can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I wonder if you can. It's so irritating because BJ is so amazing. He's so cool. And then his daughters are, they're goofy. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one of the problems that everyone's worried about. Fallout 5 or Elder Scrolls 6 because Wolfenstein Youngblood and Fallout 76 exist. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'd much rather see a Fallout 5. Much I would rather. too. But I got to ask the chat as well. Do you think they're going to, if they work on, let's see, 2022. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If they work on Elder Scrolls next, we won't see Elder Scrolls 6 until 2026, I would think. If they put five years into it, starting this holiday. Like that kind of blows people's mind when they think 2026. Oh my gosh. But um, I'm flying though, man. Time is absolutely flying. Yeah, it is when you get old. It certainly flies. But uh, yeah, where's what's happening with Doom? What's going to happen with uh, id software? Um, They have not said what they're working on, but they're done with Doom Eternal. So they have to be working on something. They're not just going to sit there. I want them to take on uh, something new. I their think they're done play, with the trilogy. Their gameplay is too good. They have to do a shooter. Maybe maybe reboot Rage. I think like Rage that. is done. That's the problem. Yeah, think, Rage 2 didn't do too good, did it? It was good. Did you like it? I liked it. I loved it. I loved it, but I don't think it did good in sales. It's You know, Avalanche made the game. <clears throat> That's part of the problem is they farmed that out. But Avalanche is also working on Contraband, which is the heist game for Xbox. So 
Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Gaming Filter says my Xbox Series X is, is running right now. That's my mini fridge, actually. Yeah. So I seen you picked up that. I, I seen you picked up that mini fridge. Yeah, it's a goofy, goofy sucker, but um, eh, that's all right. Um, see, Kylo Ren says with the two dollars says Colt banjo stands are going to cancel you, and he laughs. And yes, they have tried to. They get really super mad. But uh, the last thing I want from Xbox is to push one of their first party studios on a cartoon game. Not right now. That's just me. But uh, all right, one last thing. Uh, have you seen that the gaming media has kind of turned? in favor of xbox lately and some of the fans are not happy that xbox has been in the news a lot have you kind of seen this going on in social media i think um i don't know i don't know if they've xbox is just doing more than sony let's be real cole you know what i mean and you know me i call it how i see it Sony has been doing very, very little. And, you know, oh, Sony put out, a, they put out Returnal, they put out Ratchet and Clank. What, what, what else? Uh, Demon Souls, which is quality. Yep, I will yep, not Demon take Souls. anything away from Demon Souls. But that's a, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a niche market, I feel like. Like, I, I'm not torturing myself playing these games anymore. Dark Souls 3, that was a wrap. But those three games, yeah. Miles Morales was a very short, you can almost call it a DLC expansion while it does have quality. Yeah. Doesn't offer a whole lot of time in there. You know what I mean? So my PlayStation just just sits. You got Astro's Playroom, zero back compat, except for PlayStation 4 games. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But Xbox has been bringing – so you got all this stuff with Game Pass. Like if I wanted to play Back for Blood, I got to pay for that. Halo's free. Forza's free. You got MLB The Show went to Game Pass. You got to pay – pay $70 on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You got the backwards compatible upgrades. You got the 60 FPS boost. You have Xbox rewards, which I wasn't even too keen on Xbox. Like I was ignorant to Xbox rewards for a while until like this past year. Colt, Xbox rewards. Like I've gotten a lot of money out of it. I got $100 when I first found out I had all those points up there. Oh yeah. Like, you just every month. All in. Yeah, I had a hundred bucks they gave me. I was like, "How much Holy are you crap. earning a month?" Because I get just from playing Game Pass games, getting achievements. I earn like, um, like ten to fifteen dollars a month or something. Ten, ten or fifteen a month, easily. And yeah. if you're purchasing games the way I purchase games, it's more than that. So, boom, that's oh, right. money yeah. given back to you. You know what I mean? So they they got the reward points. They got all this other stuff. Whereas PlayStation, it's what 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 do we got? You're getting well, like five or six dollars back when you buy a full price game, right? In points, three. I don't. Three it's or five it's, it's got to be a lot because I get a lot up. of points, but but yeah. I buy a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty nice, and and that that takes us to the main the main topic tonight is to talk about, and you really covered it pretty well early on here about Spartacus and how PlayStation is trying to compete with Xbox and really push services to the front. And they got to do something coming. Some of this news is coming out, right? They're trying to do something. So what do you think Spartacus is, or have you checked into this thing? You're going to have to explain it to me because I've, I've only seen like little tidbits. I haven't clicked in and and looked at it really. Okay. So So right now you can get PlayStation plus, which gives you four games a month and access to online. And then some other things, or you can play for 
pay for PlayStation Now, which gives you a bunch of downloadable games and access to stream and a paywall of back and pat PS3 games. Now they want to have tier three, which gives you PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus and acts. I might get this wrong, but also gives you access to PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS Vita games streamable in the cloud. I have no idea how they're promising this feature without a massive infrastructure built up of actual hardware in a data center, like literal PlayStation one and PlayStation two and PlayStation three boards in a, in a data center. How are they doing this? Rev? Have you, have you looked into this? Back and back. But I mean, if you got to stream a game, I'm very anti-game streaming. I don't know if you knew that or not. Like game streaming to me is, is terrible for the industry. I like hardware. I like instant response time. Like you're playing yeah. at 120 FPS. I want to move my stick, and the second my stick moves, I want the cursor to respond. And cloud gaming just ain't it. Not right now, anyways. Maybe five years from now when the internet's way better. So I'm very against cloud streaming, but I feel like the less demanding the games are, like PS1, PS2, those would actually probably stream pretty decent just because mm-hmm. of how trash they are, you know? <laughs> streaming, a P- streaming a PS5 game? No way. It's a PS4 game? Like, whenever I try PS Now, it just it, if I can tell I'm streaming, and I hate that. If I can tell I'm streaming, yeah. I don't yeah. want to play the game. I've tried Google Stadia. Google Stadia is actually surprisingly responsive. I can still tell I'm streaming, but the, the visual quality takes a huge nosedive. So yes. streaming to me is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. That's what I, I noticed don't care about. I've noticed the the quality, the 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 softness of the of the game before I noticed the latency. Um you know, you do have a point. If you play PlayStation 1 and 2 games, there are there's less detail and so compression is more advantageous. And compression allows you to take all of the pixels and the and the contrast differences and push that through the internet. And if you have more flat shaded colors, it actually is less, less takes less compression. So yeah, it should. Yeah, those should stream good. Yeah. But the problem is some of the Xbox original games are pretty rough to play. And actually today I was playing an Xbox 360 title that's really good, but even playing it natively on the Series X wasn't a very good experience. I was playing Enslaved's Odyssey to the West, and that game's just very chunky and crunchy and pixel it just doesn't <laughs> you know it's sub 720p on this big tv just doesn't look that great and then yeah lottery 30 frames at sub 30 which hardware can't save it when it's locked like that it's just i don't know it's not ideal yeah it plays okay on pc but i don't recall the controls for that game being very uh streamlined anyways that game plays differently yeah, the, the character moves a little slippery. Yeah. So we're so uh, spoiled because games, characters like move really realistically and there's more animations and there's more mo- motor going on with how they move. And uh, although Enslaved's a great game, it did feel very dated. It feels like it does, a t- 2010 game. Hargit Johnny, thank you so much for the $5. Says the Xbox exclusives and Game Pass. I haven't turned on my other consoles, his Switch or PS5, all year. We'll see what Sony does to compete. And Donataku, thank you for the $5. Says, Cloud streaming is at a point that input lag is hardly noticeable. 
unless you're playing competitively. I use a lot on my phone or on the console. Now, have you tried to stream, Rev, from the Xbox by going into Game Pass <clears throat> Excuse me, and clicking the cloud button? Have you tried this no. yet? I have, uh, I see the features available, but I, I got no desire. Why would I stream it? And keep in mind, Cole, I have an 8 terabyte external 7200 RPM drive. Mm-hmm. I have pretty much every game in my life. I have over 300. I have 350 games on my Series X. Installed? Yeah. Not yeah. installed. I have 230 games installed. Why would I stream when they're come playing right off the hard drive? And input You're not even like, curious. I'm not even curious. Because no, yeah. last time I, I did game streaming was Stadia, and before that was PlayStation Now, and both experiences were abysmal. Stadia, mm-hmm. like I said, it's okay with the controller. The second you use a keyboard and mouse, that input lag is instantly noticeable. Instantly. And if I'm playing on Stadia, I'm right here at my at my desk with my keyboard and mouse. I want to use the keyboard and mouse. And it's just, it, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. Okay, yeah. Uh, I did, I actually put it in a video where I tried out cloud streaming on the console of the Ascent, that top-down isometric shooter. Right. And it felt fine with a wireless controller sitting right here on the couch. But it just didn't look good. And um, I don't know. I should have plenty of speed. I have 400 down and 25 up. So 400 be able to, Uh Yeah. Well, I mean, my internet going in, whatever the, the, the Series X will handle. But going into my PC, I have 400 down, 25 up for my internet s- setup. So I should have enough to do console streaming. But the game looks soft because it's stuck at 1080p. And then there's a little bit of artifacting. And I'm used to looking yeah. at the game at like near 4K. And uh, that's a big difference. But yeah, I don't know. It gets it almost gets pixelated, especially in high yeah. action sequences. Boom, it almost looks pixelated. It, it's just not, it's not worth it. Is it convenient? Yeah. Yes. Idealistically, it's a very good concept. But they've been trying to do this since on live. And it's like, it's, it's happening. Ten years ago. Yeah. Right. It, it they're coming. It's getting better. I'm not going to sit here and say it hasn't gotten better. It has, but it's still a ways off. I feel. And on their phone, I am not trying to play a video game on my phone. Cold. You know, I got my 65 inch here or my 32 inch here, and I'm sitting right up on it with the keyboard. I'm not using my phone to play a game. I just got noticed. I have a huge. That. I have a pretty big phone. It, it's a note. It's big. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> it's, not it's not enough. It's it's not enough to play no. games. I tried playing Outer Worlds and I couldn't read the subtitles. And they're working on that stuff. It's just too small. Uh, yeah, and then a little bit of latency uh, uh, gets yeah. a little wacky. Too small. But but it's one last question. Do you think that PlayStation is gearing up for day and date exclusives because they already want to put their games on PC? Are they gonna Are they gonna <sighs> allow people to just fly into their service? I don't think they're going to do that. Not for a while, anyway. I think the dates will become closer and closer as as, as games do better on PC, as PlayStation games perform better sales-wise on PC. Those dates will get closer and closer to the launch window, but I don't think we'll see day and date for for a while. If we do, that'll be hilarious. (laughs) Just yeah, because will. of all the crap, and, and be, where I'm at now, because I've already adjusted to the Xbox, now I see it as a good thing. I'll be able to play PlayStation games on my PC with my keyboard and mouse. Hey, I'm with it. Let them let them come day and date. But I don't think they'll do that just because of the extreme backlash they'll get from their rabid 
audience. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what's holding them back? You think it's? Do you think Jim Ryan and and Herbert or Her- Herman Holtz, Herbert, Herman Holtz? You think they're really sitting there thinking we have to protect our diehard fan base? There's got to be a reason other than they're very. I don't think vocal. it's that. At the end of the day, money's money's what drives the industry. So it's not going to matter what your people are saying. If they feel they're going to make a profit doing this, I just don't feel like they need PlayStation right now is solely dependent upon their exclusive game. Their exclusive yeah. games. Xbox has branched out into a whole different beast. PlayStation is reliant on their But they already want to put them on PC. What is putting them on a service Later. going to hurt? Um, you mean, what What do you mean on a service? Well, if they, you mean me, day and date on their service? Yeah. Or you mean day and date on PC? That's what I well, thought I you guess, were talking about. I guess it does sound like I was asking that, but, um, like, it is kind on of their the same service. Person, Rev. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about, we're talking about Spartacus, but it is kind of the same question, but let me here before yeah, you answer, I, let me yeah. give you a scenario. We're going to get into one more topic. Uh, that's even bigger, but. Uh, let me give you a scenario. There are 50 million PlayStation Plus owners that have the free monthly games and access to play online multiplayer. Okay. 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 So that is basically 60. Do- what, what is it? No, it's not 60. It's 120 or $100 a year or whatever for PlayStation Plus for an entire year, right? So if Something PlayStation like said for 180 a year instead of 120, you can get. PlayStation Plus Premium and all new first party games are going to be dropping in with your monthly games when they launch. How many of the 50 million subscribers would pay extra like to get premium which would basically be like $10 a month? How many of the 50 million do you think would move over on PlayStation? If you got 50 million PlayStation Plus owners paying $5 a month to get the online access and the four free games, <clears throat> If all of a sudden they're paying $10 a month and they could get every brand new exclusive when it drops because they're on premium, how many would move over from 50? Your guess. It so I guess they're, saying, they're telling it, it me it's probably, here. Sorry. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, of, I'm thinking yeah. of Game Pass. I'm thinking of Game Pass. So if they went from 60 a year to 120 a year, which kind of goes with the $5 versus $10 for premium, how many of the 50 million would move over? Thank you, chat, for correcting my... It'd probably be, be more than what actually buys the games. But you got to think, they're buying these games for $70 a pop. So uh-huh. what 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 is what is the average PlayStation exclusive sell? About three, four million? The average, not, you know, I'm not talking two, about, I think... Uh, maybe two to five, yeah. We're, we're just kind of guessing... Uh, educated guests but yeah two to five million, and the, probably. the chat somewhere there the chat can let us know so yeah you'll have probably 10 10 million playing but these are through a subscription service so i think at the end of the day they're probably still making more by keeping them exclusive without putting them on the subscription service mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't know cole i'm no industry expert man xbox seems to be xbox is doing it and they're obviously they got to be turning some kind of profit. They got to be. They're it's still working doing it. for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Yeah, and they're just cranking more new games. They're uh, for the Game of the Year awards. Game Pass is going to have four new games announced for the 
for the near future for the subscription service, but the chat wants to know what our predictions are for game of the year. What's going to take the the big wins? What's going to take the what's going to take game of the year overall? What's your prediction? Uh, for me, game of the year is Resident Evil Eight all day, every day. Uh, that's what yeah. I'm playing Halo's campaign. But when you put them up against the other nominations, for me, it's not even a contest. Resident Evil Eight destroys them all. Did you play I, Ratchet and Clank? That's uh, for about ten minutes. Deathloop. Turn it off. Uh, Deathloop. I, I bought it on PlayStation day one. I played it for about thirty minutes and I turned it off. Colt, something's mm-hmm. off with the game, man. The enemies. It's like I'm shooting crash test dummies. It's just it. The controls. Something's off about the game. I can't place it. I couldn't get into it. The enemy types yeah. were very, very dull for me. So, yeah, no. That's why I haven't picked it up yet. I had a really good friend say, Colt, you won't like it. Knowing you, you won't like it. So I'll wait. And then what I'll end up doing when it comes to Game Pass, I'll try it and see if I stick with it. Um, Resident Evil 8, I haven't finished. I got... There's like... There's four pedestal statue things you have to do right in the mm-hmm. one of the lobbies i think i got two of the four and then i got tired of being chased by uh what's her name lady damascus i got I, I'm you didn't scared. even be her cold that's no, oh my I'm goodness scared. Scared. oh my god i beat it twice i beat resident evil 8 twice yeah, once I on playstation once on xbox yeah dude i love that game i think they did an ex- outstanding job with that yeah, uh, my game of the year would be It Takes Two. Uh, I don't know if you played that. Oh, it's a co-op uh, game. I, I played it with my daughter. We had fun. It, listen, it's a slick little game. It's very mm-hmm. innovative. And I was telling somebody this on uh, another podcast. I think it's easier to be innovative in a game like that as opposed to a first-person shooter. For a well, first-person shooter, yeah, yeah, like th- yeah. there's a lot more stuff you can do. So when I play that game, absolutely all day. It's very creative. It's a very cutesy little game. I had fun with my daughter, but she got bored. I would have kept playing with her. She got oh, bored. Okay. So I, I never finished it with her. No. It is a very cool game. It does some cool stuff. So we'll see. It does. It does. I, I take nothing from it. It's just not my type of game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll have to finish some of those uh, those other ones. I, I've actually beat 26 games this year already. So, hey, I'm no slouch. That's a lot. Done. That's a lot. I haven't beaten near that much. And then I'm going to redo Halo Infinite all over again so I can actually pop some achievements and kind of see... Because I did some really cool stuff in the game and I don't collect achievements, but there's moments where I'm like, that had to be a cool achievement. But uh, yeah, no. But yeah. Um, what, is, this, what is your gamer score, if you don't mind me asking, Cole? Have you seen this? This is like a big badge now. They're asking for your gamer score. What are your trophies? Have you seen the for, for your gamer validation? Have you seen this? Uh-huh. Uh, I... I know you here. have. What's your total is... achievements? Wait, is this just for Halo Infinite? I went to the wrong thing. I think no, it's not 100... for Halo. Period. No, no, I know, I know, not for Halo. I'm trying to actually look on Xbox Live. I think I'm at uh, 134,000. I don't know Holy if it says on wrap. Are you serious? Man, I thought I was yeah. going to be able to beat you. Nope, I'm not even. Well, I'm not even close. I played I'm for a only couple 60, hours. Thousand. Yeah, I played for a couple of years on an Xbox 360 that was on an account that was never connected to live and not part of my Cold Eastwood one. But I actually played a bunch of games on that when I was first getting back in 
to um back into gaming after uh, I kind of became an adult. So let's see, what does it say here? 134,000. Yeah, and 100. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Cole. That's that's a huge achievement score. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's nothing like Randall um, Thor is over a million, but um what? Yeah, Randall Thor hit a That's million. Cr- Man, I feel but, I feel stupid. I thought I was gonna I was thinking I was gonna beat you with my sixty thousand gamer score. Well that that backfired. <laughs> it doesn't I mean I, you and I aren't chasing gamer score. I've just played a ton of stuff and uh Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually only get about five hundred, four hundred, maybe six hundred gamer score on every game. I never really go much further unless it's something like Forza that I play over and over and over and then i'm not even chasing achievements but um right yeah but yeah this has been the xc podcast and i had a great time here with solid rev and we covered some some crazy topics but there is so much to look forward to uh halo infinite will be open at 10 a.m on the west coast if you're in north america uh which puts it at uh let's see i have i have a let me, i'll just give you guys a quick uh, for around the world, you've got uh, 8 a.m. in the morning in the UK. And for the, my Australia buddies, that will be like 7 a.m. on December 8th for them, which is in the future. That's really confusing because the world is round last time I checked. But yeah, the game's going to be out, so everybody will be playing it. Rev, you going to be playing that campaign as soon as it drops when you get home from work? For Halo? Yeah. You already know. You already know. <laughs> and I'm going on vacation. That's a wrap. Finally. Oh, you are? I got some, time. I got some time to play. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds nice. Are you going to take off? Are you going to stay at home and just hunker down and play video games? I'm going to sit on my balls and I'm going to enjoy my time, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I ain't trying to go nowhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, Troisky says it's uh, 1.36 p.m., uh, right now in Australia. Yeah, so uh, if I looked at that right, uh, the game unlocks. I can't see the whole thing. Yeah, it locks in New Zealand time. Uh, I can't see the Sydney time. It doesn't go all the way down. Let me see here. Uh, there we go. Well, yeah, I think it's around 7. But you guys all know what that is. Solid. Tell them where they can find you. I've got your Twitter handle and your YouTube uh link in the description but tell them what you're doing next you have any videos in the works i cole i i do this i do this day by day man you know if i get an idea i upload but i don't have anything planned i don't spend a lot of time solid rev you know just google that click the channel maybe there'll be something there <laughs> most likely there won't be but i i do plan on reviewing halo so uh, awesome look forward to that yeah Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is the XTC Podcast. We are live on YouTube, about to close up, and we're also on demand. The show will be up in about an hour on Spotify, Google, Pocket Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can put in the earbuds. I probably need to hit the gym tomorrow, so maybe I'll listen to the show, see how we did with the earbuds in. Now that Halo stuff is done, it's crazy reviewing games. I know it's super fun, but uh, it takes a lot out of me, and I can't wait to just relax, get in the game on Wednesday. The Game Awards are on Thursday night if you're in North America, so I hope we all check that out. hope we get some cool for Xbox. So we're going to take off. Have a good night. Say goodbye to Solid Rev, and we'll talk to you soon.
Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for having me on, Colt. All right, see ya.